Well, hey, hey, ho, hi, hello, Cody the Producer Man. <laughs> what you don't know is Cody the Producer Man didn't have something something right on here, so we had to start over. That's okay, though. And Heath's intro was different last time. <laughs> I, um, I kind of reverted back yeah. to my... I was kind of curious what you would do. I you... didn't know either. It just kind of come out. And yeah, we, I don't know the best way to intro We a did like a, like a three-minute spot on, on how you intro the podcast i bet we don't do that this time no we won't i don't really know the best way to intro a podcast though where you would think by what is this episode 60 something this would be 68 68 you would think by 68 we would have a smooth just this is what we do because yeah. this is the professional way to do it and i don't like doing that no man i actually have been doing some research on podcasts and some people like that you know consistent but what i like about ours is uh, you can't hit that 30 second forward button at the beginning because you don't know what's gonna you, happen you don't know what i don't even know what's gonna happen yeah. while we're recording yeah and i like a little bit of inconsistency sometimes yeah. just to yeah keep people on their we're toes consistently Cody. inconsistent on the podcast that helps you be on your toes on your toe and and we are what did you say consistently inconsistent mm-hmm. on the podcast well yeah but I think, um, oh, Miss Lindsay's calling. She's picking up meat for us. I'll call her back. Um, speaking of that, my black book's almost done. Sweet. Do you have a place picked out for you yet? I don't. I'm going to have to move something around probably. <laughs> but put it in your bedroom. Put, put it above your bed. I'm, your wife might like that. She's not going to like this awkward black book. It's beautiful, though, by yeah. the way. Have you seen a picture of it yet? No, I hadn't. It's going to oh. be all surprise. Oh, that's cool. Hope that dude did a good job. I can't remember what you chose. Like, was it shoulder mount? Or I don't remember. It? I think it was some kind of a shoulder formed. Um, obviously, most mounts are shoulder something. <laughs> uh, I think I did a pedestal mount is what that's I think what, I did. That's what it was. Because yeah. I know you looked at like the wall shoulder, but it was yeah. something different. I love pedestal mounts. Because yeah. you can put them on a wall or on a pedestal. Yeah. Like a, by, on the end cap of by a couch or something. Yeah. But I don't really remember what I got. It's been a yeah. few months ago. I know we looked at several different things that that guy had done. There's two things I remember about that animal. <laughs> I, let me guess. <laughs> One, that Rusty forgot to hit record. That's the main thing. And then the second, my guess would be that it's the number four black buck in Texas At last the time, year. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. But it was a beautiful, beautiful animal. Yeah. It was an insane, fun running gun hunt type deal and chasing this thing for, it was awesome. So anyway. That that meat's done. The mount's about done. My axis meat is done. I killed an axis doe down there. Mm-hmm. Brand's gonna be mad because I don't know if his is done. Actually, I think his is done. He got an axis buck mounted that's not done yet though. Yeah, takes a little longer. Evidently, yeah, it was in velvet. And yeah, beautiful animal. It so, was pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's exciting. Anyway, it is ATA week. Gonna we, be a busy week. We're about to head to the wonderful area of Indianapolis. I don't think I've ever been to Indy. Really? Mm-mm. I've been through there, but never like stopped and done anything. I have some cold memories in <laughs> Indianapolis. Yeah, I need to previous shows. I probably need to look at the weather so I can pack. And well, here's what I know: clothes. is if you're coming from some event to another, or from an event to get back to your hotel, there's a certain time around midnight. I think the doors lock. And if you don't get in those doors by a certain time, you have to walk all the way around the convention center to get in the front. And oh. when it's negative, like 19 and 
30 mile an hour winds it's brutal cold oh is that the place that you were like running from window opening to window (laughs) opening and hiding from the wind (laughs) laughing our heads off because we literally (laughs) were going numb in our we didn't have enough clothes on our gloves because we've been inside all all day and night and so it's a lot of fun i'm excited ata is always a great time to see a lot of friends from the industry Mm -hmm. that have kind of become like just industry friends so to speak but we only see them a few times a year it's a lot of fun a lot of fun seeing what new products potentially are coming out yeah um we'll see what's innovative what's not innovative and we're gonna have a lot of meetings it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah and it's it's really neat for me to always see kind of the state of the industry at these events because it, it feels usually it feels like it's really healthy because it's so much bigger than we realize i know i remember last year well you had told me before we got there because last year was the first year that i'd ever attended the show and you said there's more stuff here than you even know yeah just be ready yeah (laughs) it's like okay you know i expected you know just just don't know to get there you walk in the door and it's like holy cow you know like yeah i didn't know there was 473 bow companies and 900 pop-up blind companies i was like golly i ain't never heard of that you know and uh, there's just a lot there's a lot and then what's even more interesting is how many companies there are that aren't represented represented at those trade shows yeah there's literally thousands of outdoor industry yeah. companies you know that's crazy so it's that's wild because cool people are trying to come up with cool stuff you people know? are are trying to live their passion no doubt yeah. most people that are in this industry are because this is something they they're very passionate do. about every now and then i'll talk to somebody it's very seldom but every now and then i'll talk to somebody that this is just a job yeah. and they could care less about hunting or of course I'm always like then why in the world are you here <laughs> yeah you know but that's they're trying to find their passion too I guess and they're not found it yet those people yeah. so yeah um, it's interesting but yeah. it's a lot of fun anyway I think it'd be valuable for those people to figure out you know what you know figure out what it is they love and get to it quicker in their life because life ends pretty quick yeah we've, we've got a window here of life that I, I mean, I think we're on the same page here. We don't want to waste it yeah. doing something we hate. Yeah. Um, or at least that you don't enjoy the majority of what you're doing. Yeah. And that is what I love about what we get to do. Even in this podcast is a part of that. You yeah. Know, we, we're looking at some transitions coming up here and there, but we've got some non-negotiables yeah. within those. Like what are we going to do with the podcast? Yeah, we're yeah. not. It ain't going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And so other brands as well. And so um, it, it's definitely exciting to get to do what we do and see see all the stuff and get to be a part small part of something yeah that's really uh, pretty big you know yeah so it's gonna be fun anyway what's today look like Cody? so we um, got a topic of discussion yeah for us. so we before we got on we talked about um you know how important it is to become a problem solver no matter what your role is in any organization i think maybe kind of going to ata is a good talking about ata is a good segue for that because a lot of these people who have new brands or uh, established brands that are coming out with new things ultimately what they're doing is they're trying to solve problems for the people that they sell to yeah. you know and so that's what makes people or what makes brands better is if they actually do that you know oh for sure and so i think that's a good topic of podcast for us because we're we're trying to help people live their passion and their businesses and their in leadership and life and one of the things that is gonna you know make you get there faster probably is being able to solve problems yeah, you know, and if you're trying to build a brand, if you can solve a problem for people that they don't know is a problem yet, 
you know, instantly you're valuable to them. Yeah. If you're trying to be a better leader, if you're solving problems that are going to make your organization grow faster, then you're instantly a better, you're more valuable to your organization. Definitely. And same thing in your life, you know, whether it's solving problems for your family or your, uh, you know, your wife or your kids or your husband, if you're a woman listening or whatever, um, if you learn to solve problems wherever you're at, it's instant value. Instant credibility and influence as well. Oh, yeah. It, it grows your influence at a much more rapid rate than not being a problem solver. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing we can all count on 100% of life and business opportunities or whatever is you're going to experience some type of problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. You just are. It's, yeah. it's the world we live in. Yeah. And if and what separates the people that are successful from those that aren't a lot of times is those that have the ability to solve problems yeah. or at least surround themselves with people that, that can do that it. can solve problems mm-hmm. you know yeah so, i always like to look at i mean problems are going to occur you know i like to uh, try to be be on the positive end and i guess this is more nomenclature than anything just the way you the word the way you word it but i like to see all those things as opportunities yeah you know to grow to get better to do something you know and so if you look at it like that it's not as big big of a deal <laughs> oh and that's a great i mean that's a great point is the you know your perspective or perception of the situation if Yes, it's a problem, but if you can look at a problem as, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to to grow and help somebody else be successful or whatever, then it changes the way you approach that problem. Yeah. You're not going into it with a bad attitude and yeah. you're going into it with, man, how could we make this better? Yeah. And and when you do that, and I will say just kudos to you, Cody, you're one of the best people I've ever met in my life at solving problems. Um you you've created a lot of influence for yourself and value for yourself that that other people may not have just because you're you're so willing and that that's yeah. a lot of what it comes down to yeah in the, co- in the, in the time in the day the time i hate to keep using the word culture but in the culture we live in because <laughs> we talked about culture and we said it a lot we found one out. of our listeners said that is a great podcast but you said culture a lot <laughs> <laughs> that was the topic of discussion but what i was going to say is in the culture that we live in we have so much access to information now I mean, realistically, if you're willing to put in the time, and that's where it starts, is if you're willing to be willing yeah. <laughs> to put in the time, you can learn a lot and figure oh, yeah. out stuff pretty quick. Oh, um, yeah. Most of the time, just by being online, you can figure out stuff faster than calling somebody. Yeah. And and there are times I, I catch myself now, because we've talked about this time, I've, I've caught myself a couple of times calling you, asking a question, and I'm like... Heath, hadn't you talked about not doing that? Because <laughs> the answer is probably already there somewhere. Yeah. But there have been times I've looked for something and not been able to find it, and I knew you had already experienced it and yeah. had already been through it. But um, it definitely, if, if you can get to a place in life and business where you, like you said, look at the look at the problem as an opportunity, it changes the way you go into handling that situation. Yeah. And, and it adds value, too. Even I've experienced, and you probably have, too, from your background, but some of the hardest conversations I've had with people concerning problems have given me the most influence with those people later in life. Absolutely. They might not have liked what we talked about at that moment Yeah, because it almost not, it wasn't a personal attack or anything. If this, depending on the, there's all kinds of scenarios we could go into. But what I found is, is when you approach the problem from a, from a healthy standpoint of, we're going to talk about this because this is going to help you. Yeah. Then, when the when the person or individual experiences that it did help, 
it may be three weeks, it may be three years, but they come back. I've had it happen multiple times, and yeah. they'll say, I just want to thank you for you know, discussing that problem. And yeah. It's gotten me to a different place now or whatever. Yeah. Because the reality is most people don't like handling problems. Right. I mean, it's if, if they're a conflict, like as far as a, like a business problem, maybe one thing, but when it's, it has individuals and personnel involved, or if you're critiquing a problem with an individual within an organization, most people will procrastinate that conversation for a long time. Yeah. And we know what happens when you do that. Yeah. It just festers and festers and it explodes works. one day. Yeah. One day. And then you've got a nasty situation that might not have been so yeah. nasty if you just had a casual conversation about. Right. Um, I had that conversation with a guy last week that had a, a scenario that he didn't really know how to approach it. And I said the same thing I'm saying now. I said, you've got to approach that situation with we've got to talk about this because I'm doing this to help you. Mm -hmm. It's not really a selfish move on my part. It may be selfish on your business part because you want your business to be more successful solving this problem, but it's the approach and how you handle it. And you said it best. If you can look at it as an opportunity, most of the time it's going to come out you know, yeah. on the positive side. Yeah. Well, and I think you're also kind of, kind of the way you're talking there. There's value. If you're leading an organization or leading people period. And when you're talking, you're talking about people that were leading some way some you know because they're because of the relationship that we have for right. with them i think it's important to know that if you're leading an organization really whatever the problem area the problems in organizational or family or whatever if you approach this those problems from a relational standpoint and address those problems with those that are having them from that perspective then um it's a lot easier to see them correct it than if you come at them from you suck you're out. Oh you yeah, know? and but I think then that's the problem the, never really gets fixed. Yeah, you know because a, a lot of times what happens is somebody else comes in and it's still an issue <clears> because <throat> they've seen how the other person did it for so long and they continue to do it that way or whatever you yeah. know, and you have the same the same situation on your hands. So dealing with the problem or solving the problem on the front end will save you down the road. Um, in leading an organization. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've seen in the last, really in the last four or five years, there's been not a monthly basis, but on a pretty regular basis, we've had conversations with clients who are having some type of a problem with maybe, let's just say it's a personnel, um, not with the person, but the way they're handling a certain part of the business or whatever. And they're not liking the results they're getting from that individual. Um, what I've found is, and this is even from some, some higher up leaders within certain organizations, they tend to, like I said, procrastinate having that conversation because they feel like it's going to be a personal attack on them. When in all reality, if you're a strong leader, you're not approaching that in a, a manner of, you're, like you said, terrible at your, you're terrible at your job. You're not doing yeah. it right. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting the results your company has to have and you approach it from that manner, it's not a, it shouldn't be received as a, this is a personal attack on, on me as an individual. This is just, we've got to discuss through this. Is there a better way to handle the problem that you're dealing with right now? Mm -hmm. And in the end, this is going to help you be more successful. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, if, if you don't get corrected a year or two down the road, you may not even have that position. No yeah. more. So <laughs> at the end of the day, that's the real conversation yeah. when, it's, when it's dealing with personnel within the framework of a business. Yeah. Um, I've seen that so many times and you probably have too over the course of your life that people just tend to not enjoy handling tough conversations yeah. when in all reality, 
most of the time, if you'll just handle it from the get go in a positive manner, like you said, look at this as an opportunity to help make them better. Um, it doesn't ever have to get to a bad place. And so many times I see it over and over and over again. And people just want to talk to everybody, but the person they need to be talking to (laughs) about the problem instead of just handling it with them. Yeah. Because you know how it goes. The, 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 we talk about the law of positive gossip all the time. If you're a leader that can't handle tough conversations, the gossip that will begin surrounding your life is you're the guy that always wants to talk to everybody else except the person that needs to be yeah. talked to. And and most of the people that need to be talked to would rather you just come they talk would. to them. They would. <laughs> you know? Because in the end, it, it is when you start, and if, if you're talking about somebody, and this could be a problem within a lot of organizations, I don't know for a fact, but I'm assuming um, a little bit here, but if you're talking to everybody but the problem or the person that is having the problem, then more than likely it's not cast in a positive light on that individual. Right. And the last thing we want to ever do, at least within our organization, is cast a negative light on any of our personnel. Mm-hmm. And so it's better, which, golly, I don't even know if we've ever even had a tough conversation that I yeah. know of, but it's probably because we talk every day yeah. about what's going on. But at the end of the day, if you're on a team and you're trying to solve problems together as a team, you want the best outcome for the team. Yeah. It may not be the best outcome for that individual right in that moment, but you want the best outcome and you want the best reflection of the team members you have. If you're like in our instance with our, with our team, whether it's South face or, or strutting bucks or whatever, we've got each other's backs, yeah. you know, and we're not going to go talking behind somebody's back in a negative shed negative light on a scenario yeah, because it makes that individual look bad, even though you're not trying to, that's what ends up happening. Right. And so I would rather just handle it with the person. I think that's the most, yeah, the best thing you can do is handle it direct with them and conquer that problem. And now yeah. there's a whole nother level of problem solving we can get into mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a negative. Right. Like we deal with it all the time with clients that have a, a need. At the end yeah. of the day, the number one, the reason we have clients is because they need to make more money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they pay us to help them make more money. If we don't help them make more money, we won't keep that client right. forever. You know, it's just a fact. And so, but that's a positive it's not a negative problem. It's a positive that that's why they hired us is to go in and figure it out. You talked before the podcast today about, I don't know what the word was. I used the word fluid, mm-hmm. but being able to adapt yeah. and, and overcome yeah. certain situations on the fly, yeah. you know, and not looking at if a situation arises, we may have a phone call as soon as we get off this podcast from a client that's got a major issue right yeah. here before ATA. Yeah. They need something. They need something in, yesterday. In three hours. And, you know? and if we can physically pull it off, we'll probably try to, to do it if it's yeah. realistic. You know, yeah. now if they want a website built by eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> they're probably a little late to the game. <laughs> but um, there's, there's, there's all kinds of opportunities that I think from an individual person, personnel, like if you're, no matter where you're at in life, if you can, you said it best with your kid a while ago. If you can learn to try to solve problems every day, yeah, it's going to make you more successful. Oh yeah, no matter what organization you're in. If you run your own company, or obviously if you run your own company, you better be able to solve problems. Yeah, you're just going to be especially on the front end. Yeah, but I don't know. There's so many different ways you could look at problem solving. At the end of the day, I think it comes down to just being willing and open to learn and figure out whatever you got to do to solve whatever the issue is at hand. If you can do that, you're going to gain influence. You're going to gain credibility within the organization you work in. And you're probably not going to be looking for a job all the time because somebody's going to want what you have. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do have to look for a job, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's just another, 
you know, another opportunity to, to find a, a solution for or whatever yeah. problem to solve. So we've talked a lot about like problems like that, like stuff that needs to be fixed. But what about the, there's benefit in, um, <clears throat> in making stuff better. So why don't you talk about some, like, for example, with go remote, there's a, something we're trying to, to create and you, I've been listening to you talk about it and you are looking at all of the things that could make this better. Those, those are problem solving skills. Yeah. You know, looking at something that could be better. Well, how does that translate to, um, to the people that listen to our podcast, you know, like in whatever area they're, they're living their passion in. Well, you, you mentioned go remote as an example. We won't get into the product line we've been discussing, but if, if for a, for a, let's just talk product specific for a minute. If a product truly has value, then it needs to solve a problem, mm -hmm. right? That's what, and obviously a lot of the products that are out there on the market today, whether it's the hunting industry or whatever, the, I don't know the cologne industry. If that's an industry, I'm assuming it is perfume and all that. <laughs> if it's if the the products that are very successful generally are solving some type of problem for the individual that needs that product, yeah, it's helping them be more successful. Whether it's in hunting or um, Yeti Cooter was they're always we always reflect on them a lot of times, but they solved a problem for people in the early days. It was not a brand that people were just sticking stickers on there. Yeah, back glass because the coolers were cool. Yeah, they created a product that could be stood on top of that was sturdy to sight fish from in a boat. That's why that was. Yeah, that's what the initial thing was with that product, and it solved a problem for people to have not only keep their their drinks cold or whatever or their meat cold, but they could literally stand on it and sight fish in in clear water. You know, and mm. so that was a that's just an example of you look at so many different products, whether they're knockoffs or whatever, doesn't mean they're not solving a problem, but there's a lot of products that really are just gimmicks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, when it comes to translating that to, to our listening audience, I think, I think we have to look at, and this is the broad over view of what we're talking about here with problem solving is it comes down to adding value. Yeah. I mean, to me, it does. I don't know if that's saying what you would say, but oh, yeah. at the end of the day, it comes down whether it's a product or it's you as an individual. If you're adding value, we've talked about value a ton over the off and on throughout episodes of this podcast. But when you're adding value, more than likely, you're probably solving problems. Right. You know, I mean, you're a great example of coming on the last couple of years with South Face. You've helped. Um, solve problems for the company to be able to grow we had to have more personnel that had the skill set that you have to do and that's what you even told me whenever you were first looking at jobs your your resume may not have translated well i know your background and yeah. what you'd had to do and you being a problem solver was all i needed to know it didn't matter if i knew you could do a website or not i knew you could figure it out yeah um and so that that is over the, the, the overview of what we're talking about really comes down to being able to add value through your life to other people. Maybe it's through your brand to other people or your product to other, to other people. I think that's how it translates is if you ask the question, do I add value everywhere I go? Then more than likely at some level you solve problems. Yeah. I would say. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, we could go a long way down that rabbit trail, I'm sure. Yeah, but. I was thinking years ago, you said something and it made me uh, like rewind to years ago. I, I was in a, a leadership training where they were talking about the value of being being able to solve problems and change in your organization. And they drew like a, a, a sign 
curve you know it started at one point it dipped down then it went up and then there was an opportunity at the top of the curve to either go back down or start that change process over and so they're what the what they're talking about was when you get to the the peak of your organization or the peak of your leadership or the peak of whatever um it's a if you if you go ahead and let let it go down it's sometimes very hard to recreate yourself or um get back into that flow of growing yeah and so it was talking about the value of of when you get to those peaks looking for something that can automatically be better and that will help you continue to grow and really that's problem solving and the example that they used was mcdonald's and so they said what they talked about was mcdonald's had the goal to be the number one hamburger i can't remember the exact words they used but they talked about how mcdonald's wanted to sell more hamburgers you know fast food wise than anybody on the planet or whatever so yeah. so they that's what their marketing was we're going to sell more hamburgers and they s- succeeded in selling a lot of hamburgers and then somebody started to catch up with them they're like we got to come up with a better way to sell more hamburgers yeah well what do you do uh create more stores no it's i mean we've got a bunch of them already well they knocked a hole in the side of the building they solved a problem people don't want to get out of their cars to buy hamburgers yeah you know so the, now they're selling hamburgers in the building and from the side of the building yeah and then it's well you know what people don't just eat hamburgers they need something else so let's serve them breakfast right. you know? basically what they're doing is they're looking at the the their customer base or the people that they were trying to help and they were looking for ways to make their life more efficient. And I thought that was really cool just because everybody has that going on in their life. Like we can plateau and stay there for a minute, but at some point you're going down if you don't start figuring out ways to get better yeah. and solve problems you and t- change things. You touched on something there with, and this goes back with problem solving in today's world that we live in that can help you be more successful in the times that we live in, the more convenient you can make life for an individual. Oh yeah. Rather that's through, like you said, rather it's maybe it's through a drive through or yeah. it's they serve breakfast. They added to something that was already successful to make the end user experience more convenient for that individual. That is a, a process of solving problems and figuring out what will work. Well, yeah. And at the end, it's again, the, the over, you know, the overview of this whole thing goes back to adding value to mm-hmm. people and making, they're making people's lives more convenient, which is what every great product does right. at some level. Yeah. You know, rather yeah. it's it makes you more efficient, yeah. makes it more convenient for you to do what you want to do yeah, easier or whatever. Yeah. And so I'll give you a great example of something that I'm glad changed that daggum uh, button on the iPhone. Yeah. Now that it has face recognition, dude, that's the most <laughs> incredible thing. <laughs> we Aaron and I were talking about that last night. Like, man, this is awesome. You know, yeah. just the change that they made to make it more convenient for me as an individual. Yeah. You know? Well, and you think that's another, just what we were just mentioning, the, the technology of, of the iPhone or the smartphone devices, what has happened in the last 10 years has everything to do with making the end user experience better. better. That's yeah. what it does. They're making it better. And same thing with McDonald's. You could say the same thing for Chick-fil-A. They've looked for ways to do better than what McDonald's does in a lot of aspects by the personnel and the way they train their people and the way they treat their people. And that's why they can sell more than anybody in six days. I love Chick-fil-A. My daughter was telling me yesterday or a couple of days ago, we were talking about jobs and 
She said, Dad, do you know if you want to get a job at Chick-fil-A, you actually have to give them a resume? I was like, dude, I love that because not only are they getting quality employees, but they're teaching young kids who want to get jobs the importance of a resume. Oh, yeah. I thought, man, that's cool, dude. It is. She's like, that's crazy. I yeah. was like, no, that's awesome. Yeah, and they're phenomenal at what they do. They're, they're, you know, their leadership has taken something to be able to do what they do in the fast food world and and make more money than other chains that work seven days a week and they'd only do it in six yeah they're doing something right yeah oh yeah and they're making it comes down to they're making not obviously their food's good but the end user experience whether it's at the drive-thru or employee experience the, too. Yeah. yeah the employees the employee, i guarantee you if i'm looking to hire somebody which we're not right now but <laughs> if we were and they had previously been working at Chick-fil-A, it would be a a, a, a great, a a great little asterisk by their name. If oh, I yeah. had 10 people and five of them worked at McDonald's and, and four of them were at Burger King and one of them was at Chick-fil-A, yeah. we're going to probably look at that guy first yeah. just well, because we know. We know the, the culture that they have among their among their business and then what they train people to become. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. So problem solving is huge. And if, if you, you know, in your life can figure out ways to look at problems as opportunities, they're not necessarily problems. They're opportunities for you to come in because reality is when a company has a problem or a family has a problem, whoever gets, everybody has the opportunity to be Superman and swoop in, go from Clark Kent to Superman and, why, why did I just use that I don't example? Know. You're awesome. Because you just, <laughs> yes, you just rip it. open your coat and you've got the yeah, Superman. I've got the answer. You get to be the hero in that moment. Yeah. You know, and if you're not going to be that, somebody's going to at yeah. some point. And so you, you, if you look at it as an opportunity, then you get to be the hero in that moment, which gives you credibility, yeah. gives you influence and yeah. expands um, the benefits to your life in the future. Yeah. Because you know, people want to be around people that can solve problems. Yeah. And, and if you're building an organization, I think it's important that you're willing to hire people who are problem solvers because, man, there, there are days that, you know, I can't figure it out, but you can. Yeah. And, and same with person. Matt, yeah. you know, or whatever. If there's something that needs to be done, if you have people on your team that will figure it out, you know, one day might be an off day for me. But man, you're hitting it hard, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. And so if you if it's if you're not just relying on one problem solver, if you have multiple problem solvers on your team, then you're going to be way better. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I would honestly, I would say it within the the time we've been in the market that we're in for the last several years, I would guess if if you were to ask our clients, they would tell you that that. If we don't know how to do it, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Which has given us the ability to have great clients, make yeah. make great livings, and have a blast of doing it. Mm-hmm. And it all comes back to adding value and being problem solvers. Yeah. And so that's a that's a huge deal. It's I mean it's 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 fun for me at this stage of life to be able to talk to a client or a potential client. I had one the other day ask me a question, Do you guys do this? I said, Nope but we can. <laughs> They're like, really? I said, no, but that's just what we do. If, yeah. if maybe the previous clients we've had, that's not been a need for them. So we just hadn't had to do that yet, yeah. whatever that was. Um, and it was, it was something referring to Amazon and, and all that. Yeah. I think I told you about yeah, it, yeah. but, but I said, we'll figure it out. And I yeah. could, I could say that not arrogantly at all, No, but just knowing based on experience and, and well, we, knowing, knowing our workflow, yeah. knowing, knowing our, I don't even know that it's a skill set, to be honest, because anybody can solve a problem. 
it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's all willingness. Yeah. So it's not really a skill set. It's it's the fact that you know that or that's what we do. Is yeah. We, we're well, willing. And, and even and part of that willingness is being you know having enough honesty to say you know what if we can't we will find the person that can. Right. And that's where you'd you'd be amazed at and you've probably seen this but people would be amazed at the red flags that come down for people when they just see how transparent and open you are with yeah. certain things that we're not trying to be. Within our line of work, we're not, we feel like we can do a little bit of everything well. Um, but if you need something done specifically, then we, we're either going to be able to do it great or we're not going to take it on. Yeah. And when, because a lot of people in the world of sales and, and seeing people oversell themselves with skill sets they may not even have, mm-hmm. it's refreshing, I think, for clients to have somebody come in and not be that way yeah. and be like, you know what? We're going to do everything we can, but if we can't do it, we're not going to take that. You're not going to pay us to do something we can't do. Yeah. And then they have the confidence to trust yeah. you. It just initiates trust in a yeah. relationship with a client. Yeah. And so well, there's value in authenticity really, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if I, if I know somebody is going to, whether they know how to do it or not, if I know that they're the kind of person that will really get it done, if they're just honest with me, yeah, it's a, it's a lot better. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. And I you might have, even give them a shot at it. Yeah. You know, let them try it and see. Yeah. Yeah. So I think from, for, for today's discussion, this all comes down to adding value and through problem solving. Yeah. Because at the end of the day that gives you, I've mentioned it two or three times already. It gives you credibility and it gives you influence, which is leadership. Yeah. And it gives you the ability to go into any situation, no matter what industry you're in and have influence yeah. with whether potential clientele, maybe it's just people, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's a church, maybe it's a financial group. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's in a, the engineering world. If you can solve problems, then you're going to have influence. Yeah. And it's exciting. Um, I think it's fun. Like you nailed it from the beginning of the podcast that this is not problem solving. Can't be looked at as a problem. This is an opportunity. Yeah. And I just threw in the Superman part. It just sounded like heroism. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. So good stuff, Cody. So, um, anything new going on, man, with you guys, and your crew at the house, anything? Um, golly, there's always something going on. Um, school just cranked back up. Yeah. Um, which means Gavin had to take a break from hunting. He's really. Is he even withdrawal? He's having withdrawals because <laughs> they've duck hunted or deer hunted every day that season's been open. If this the duck season's been open. Yeah. So if he's not duck hunting, then he's deer hunting. And so I'm sure he's in class today having withdrawals. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, there's always something going on. My. Uh, I told you about the farm the yeah. other day, which you've got to come out there still. I do. I, I need to come check out. I your had that. Yeah. The 43 is no longer. The 43 is no longer. We've all been talking these. about that for so long on the podcast. The now. sweet gum 43 is no longer in our possession. So what are, we gonna, what are you going to call the I new I don't place? know yet. I've, I've got to come up with something. I'm still getting my feeders, yeah. you know, out. And uh, it's a beautiful piece of property. But I had had uh, family out this week. It's, it's always good. I would recommend if you're going to buy land, take your family out there to look at it before you buy it. I just bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Christy was like my wife. She's like, I trust you. I know if you like it, then we're going to yeah. like it. And so, um, but took them out last week. And as soon as we got out there, my daughter's like, of course, there's, there were some horses on the ground that are not ours. The ground had been being leased for cattle and, and horses and stuff. And so as soon as we got out there, she's like, we've got to move out here and I want to be homeschooled. <laughs> she's like, there's nobody out here. Yeah. And it's just funny. Like, yeah. cause she's so, 
You'd probably never see Gavin if you lived out that oh, far. Oh, no. He'd be <laughs> shooting rabbits and squirrels. And, yeah. And he's already wanting to predator hunt. And yeah. So, um, that's really, other than um, we're going through a busy season of life right now. Yeah. It, it airs every January. It's it's crazy busy for us. It's the busiest month of the year as far as travel goes. Yeah. And I'm not crazy about that. I'm, I love it. So we've talked about this before. When you love what you do, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because you love it while you're there and having a blast, but at the same time, you don't want to be gone from your family. Yeah. No more than you have to. And so, um, they're doing their thing, man. They're doing good. Good. What about you? Same, Anything man. crazy? School's cranked up. We're, I mentioned to my, my wife and I sat down and started talking about uh, our kids getting bigger and the idea of trying to maybe find a bigger house or yeah. <laughs> add on to ours yeah. was discussed. And then all of a sudden people wanted to look at our house. And she made like a little post about we're considering it. People wanted to look at our house and we're looking at houses. It's like, what in the world? All of a know, sudden. Like, boom. So that's going on. And kids are back to school. Our littlest one is doesn't like getting up in the morning after being off for two weeks. Yeah. But he's made it the last two days. and <laughs> Hopefully, the next week and a half will be good. We'll be gone. <laughs> so, have you looked at um, that problem with him as an opportunity? Oh, yeah. I saw a post from your wife the other day. Was it Maxon? Yeah. That was not happy. Yeah. He was over something he had to wear. Or a something. sweater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so funny. He said, I don't like sweaters. <laughs> he wore a sweatshirt yesterday. He said, I like this. I don't like sweaters. How old is he? He's uh, three. He's four in May. <laughs> He's definitely the baby. Is he? Definitely the baby. Yeah. yeah. You can tell, and he knows it. Bad kid. He's actually a good kid. <laughs> bad kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a really good kid. That's but hilarious. when he's bad, he, he nails it. He, he gets it all in. <laughs> he got it right. What your wife say on that post? He's I, great 99% of the time, but yeah. that 1%. There, yeah, he makes up for he it. He makes up for it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I think I told you he threw his first fit on christmas vacation like when we got went to visit my mom my mom yeah through one of his first fits that i ever remember in his whole life and i was like oh gosh where <laughs> where did the demons come from <laughs> like it just felt like that but uh, i don't know man That's it's a good time good stuff good stuff man well we're getting ready to roll out to indy indy got a little little drive ahead of us yeah and i'm sure we'll be talking about what's to come some more exciting announcements coming very swiftly cody the producer <laughs> yeah. man i feel like i feel like you're right it's gonna be exciting to announce in the next couple of weeks i will just say this by january we'll be making some announcements um <laughs> that are either happening or not happening by january <laughs> by the end of january oh. is what i meant <laughs> i was like we're already in january but more than likely by shot show some yeah. exciting stuff coming that we're gonna get to release and yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun always something yeah always something brewing it seems like yeah and uh we're kind of stretching out of our comfort zone a little bit yeah trying to do the best we can at calculated risk <laughs> and we're going i saw a post the other day from somebody that said something about sometimes you just got to jump out of the plane and learn to fly on the way down yeah <laughs> I don't know that I'm going that far. Well, I better have a parachute on my back. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I saw another post the other day said, if, if at first you don't succeed, um, don't try parachuting <laughs> next <laughs> or something funny. like that. So anyway, it's exciting. Yeah. Looking forward to everything that's coming. ATA is going to be a blast. SHOT Show is going to be a blast. In between SHOT Show, I don't know if we mentioned this, in between SHOT and ATA, we're going to be down on the coast in Texas doing a new brand film for Run and Gun Adventures. Yeah. And going to get to do a lot of hunting while we're there, duck hunting, goose hunting, crane hunting, yeah. 
I don't know what other they're doing. Fishing. Pretty cool part of red fishing. Maybe I don't think gator season's in, but yeah, they got a lot to offer down there. It's gonna be a lot of fun to capture their story. Yeah, I'm excited to and film all that. Probably do a podcast down there. I figure. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be good. So anyway, that's our next few days or next few weeks. What it looks like, we'll be doing podcast. Probably the next one that may be coming to you from ATA, and we'll keep you in the loop with everything going on in the world of Tour Twelve. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Cody, you got anything else? That's it, man. All right, man. Until next time, peace out and God bless. Thank you so much for joining us for the leadership sessions of the Tour 12 podcast. Our goal is to help you live your passion in business, leadership, and life. And we would love to hear how these conversations are impacting you. If you want to share your story or give us feedback, hit us up on Instagram or email us at feedback at tour12.com. As always, it would mean a lot to our team if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and invite your friends to join us in living their passion.